Thank you for listening to Interview with DJ Nocturna. If you're watching on my YouTube channel, please like, subscribe, share, and comment. I'm speaking to Volker Zacharias, one of the founding members of the band based in Hamburg, Germany, that was formed in 1986, Girls Under Glass. Such an honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It's an honor for me as well. Guten Morgen. Guten Morgen. <laughs> no, no, it's Guten Abend, right? What is it? It's evening time. For me, it's Guten Abend. It's good evening. It's <laughs> wine, wine time, red wine time. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah, I yeah. know. It's, it's 8 o'clock over there, p.m., and look, it's still bright out there. And we're like 8 a.m. here. It's completely the opposite time. So, yeah, whenever I'm living I... in Hamburg, you're in Honolulu. That's the difference. <laughs> and we have like high season summer here. So it's, yeah, it's still light yeah. outside. Yeah, thank you so much for this interview. I know you don't do uh, a lot of interviews, so I'm really uh, honored to have you on the show. Be, you know, being a a big fan of Girls Under Glass, I was uh, I was really happy to to make your acquaintance. You know, and uh, and then finding out that there's a new album coming out very soon that's even more uh, something to look forward to. I mean, there's so much. I mean, uh, Girls Under Glass has been around since, since, like I mentioned, 19 in the 80s, 1986. It started such a long time ago in, in, in Germany, and that's where you are now, right? You, you've been there the whole time. Um, yes, we all, yeah, we are based in Hamburg, and uh, we are still here, yes. I, I know prior to that, it was, uh, it was another, it had another name. It was calling Dead Red Roses, and that, that has a lot of more of the Gothic style to it. Um, and then it, it slowly, you changed it to Girls on the Glass. Tell us about a little bit about how it was formed and the, the founding members in the from the beginning. Okay, so Calling Dead Red Roses existed mainly in 1984 and uh, 1985, and I was a big fan. I attended several concerts, and for yeah, I, I got in contact with some of the members, and um, I bought a demo tape from them, and they also informed me that they would play the last show a few months later in a club in Hamburg. So I was also there at the show. And then a few months later, they uh, give me a call and asked, look, did you say you play guitar or bass? I said, well, I play bass. Oh, that's a bummer because we're looking for a guitar player. I said, I can also play guitar, which was actually not the truth, but uh, <laughs> I thought, okay, this problem I can sort out later. So yes, yeah, so um, beside a few other guitar players, uh, I was invited to the rehearsal rooms and um, yeah, the band consisted of uh, Tom Lücke, who was uh, also original and founding member of Calling Dead Red Roses, and Hauke Harms, and they were looking for a guitar player to start a new band. And I got the job. Even I couldn't play probably, but I was getting into the kind of music. I mean, probably some of you know the song Humos. So we started with super dark slow motion goth sound. And um, yeah, I really just felt the music. And so for me, it was easy to, to write the, or to, to play the right things to it. And so, yeah, suddenly I got the job as a guitar player and the band was completed. We started as a three piece in 1986. And a few months later, we already had our first show in Hamburg. And yeah, from there, everything developed until 1990 when our original singer Tom left the band. So that was the time where we decided, okay, either we split up or I do the singing. And um, I was also singing for another Hamburg-based band called Cancer Barrick. Um, mm. um, yeah, so I was used to sing. And I said, look, I 
I would like to sing for girls in a glass. I think that would be a cool thing. I'm into so let's just continue under the name girls in a glass and let's go for it. And yeah, from there, of course, the sound was getting into a different kind of direction, a bit more electronic, less gothic. But when you listen to the albums, you always can hear that uh, we have some 80s influences mm -hmm. in the music. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's kind of conservative, so to say. But on the other hand, as everybody in the band is super open-minded for any other kind of music, we had so many different influences on each album that it's really hard to compare one album to the other. Sometimes it's far more rocky and, and some albums uh, even have strong metal influences. At, at a certain period, we were very much influenced by, I don't know, Ministry and Nine Inch Nails and, and, and other periods. We, more, uh, we were more influenced by electronic music because at that time we all listened to electronic music. So yeah, that's um, the thing that is special about Girls in a Glass. I mean, we're going on for 36 years now and all the albums sound different. And um, for some people that is like the special thing about it. They think that's cool. And others say, sorry, it's hard for me to follow the band because um, at some point I, I just can't follow. It's not my cup of tea anymore. So yeah, but we never took care about that. We just did what we always wanted to do. and. Yeah, we always felt the freedom to do what we want because we were never amongst the most successful German bands. We were still at any time, we were more like insiders and we had a follow chip. We have fans, of course, otherwise we, it would be not so cool to do music. But um, yeah, so we always felt the freedom to do what we want and, and what we want to express. But that's the, let's say, the open secret of girls in a glass and yeah you know I, i've always wanted to know um the first time i heard the name girls on their glass and i'm sure other people are probably wondering what does that mean where is that where is that taken from oh uh, i think okay actually i would have need to ask thomas but uh, thomas of course was also asked when he was a singer of the band because it was his idea mm. and um the story is that with a band name like Calling Dead Red Roses, it sounds so super goth that we wanted to make sure that the band um, that like came out of this has a name that is not so much, it's not so obviously, it's not so obviously connected to goth or dark music. We wanted to have something that uh, sounds a bit more um, neutral, neutral, you know, like Girls on the Glass. And, Great. It's I a don't great think program. that there's a special story behind it. It's just, it, this sound is cool. It's, it doesn't sound too goth and uh, it, it can be anything, you know, and that was important. I mean, there are so many bands with like death and, and dark and roses and sisters and whatever. So it's like, no, we, we wanted to have something really neutral that just stands on itself. And we don't know what's behind the name. You really have to look a bit deeper and see what the band is about it's a great title it's a great name actually when i first i mean it, it, it makes you want to think like, oh girls on the glass so it kind of sounds like anything can be it could sound futuristic because it's under under glass you know it's kind of like micros microscope kind of it's great it's a great title actually great name so who is the primary songwriters or do you all like share all the lyrics to the music because the lyrics is really important i think 
I mean, I, mm. I, I, I listen to lyrics. Mm. Uh, I'm not so much a fan of lyrics when I listen to other bands. To be very honest, I hardly listen to lyrics. I'm more into, I listen and take care about the atmosphere. And, and of course, when I'm really much into a song and um, it, um, it, it also can touch me really deeply without me understanding the lyrics. But then, of course, I'm interested about what's the song about. And then it's, you're right, it's even getting one step deeper. So, but um, yeah, and I'm writing the lyrics for Girls in a Glass as a singer. So as long as I'm singing, I'm writing the lyrics. And when it comes to the music, um, it's mainly, um, these days, it's mainly Axel and me, because we are the two steady members on Girls in a Glass for quite a long while now. And yeah. before Hauke Harms left the band, obviously it was also Hauke who was involved in the songwriting. And uh, yes, so it's usually a collaboration of the main people. May it be four people or three people or in the moment, it's, it's mainly Axel and me with the help of uh, Falco who's um, doing some bass stuff on the album, but he's not a steady member, but we, he's a live member. And of course, Tom Lücke who's also singing a few songs also on the new album. So he returned to the band. Yeah. So, so far, uh, how many albums? I said like 10. Is it more than 10? I, I know. actually didn't count, but I think it must be like 10 or 11. Probably yeah, it's yeah, our somewhere. 11th album then, the new one, Backdraft, yes. I know it started with, with uh, pronounce me if I'm pronouncing this wrong, but Humus, right? Humus, yes. Yeah, Humus, that's the first one. From the, from the late 80s. And then after that, Flowers and then Positive. And, and that's the one that's produced by um, Rodney, right? Yes, that oh. is the one that's produced by Rodney. And, and, and that was when you guys met during that time? Exactly. Oh. Yeah, the connection was, uh, we had a manager at that time and he also worked for, I think it was Played Against Him. So he was actually he was strongly connected to other people who worked for Played Against Him. That was a label of Cassandra Complex at that time. And um, he sent Rodney a demo from the girls in a glass stuff and ask if he's uh, interested to produce it. And yeah, Rodney was very much into it and thought it's, it's cool. He wanted to do it. And so that's when we met the first time we did the album together. And, and then I know that um, there's so many, like you mentioned, there's so many different uh, genre influences from rock to industrial metal. Um, which, which, which particular genre do you think got the most appeal from, uh, from your listeners? From your fans that's hard to say because we have like um i don't think that the fan base is very homogene um mm. with very different fans um oh, sometimes oh. when we play festivals where our rock and where rock and metal bands are playing um we have loads of fans who are more into the rock stuff but we also play on festivals where i don't know where nitzarev is headlining and um, yeah, also there are also many people who like the electronic side of Girls in a Glass. And of course, there are so many different periods. We actually, we were on Nuclear Blast, which is one of the main metal labels in the world with the yeah. album Firewalker. And at that time, the whole promotion was in uh, to that kind of genre and, and Nuclear Blast wanted to attract more the, the metal interested people. 
And that was actually the most successful album when it comes to sales. But I personally would say when I look back and uh, also when I see where we stand now, which is obvious also for the new album Backdraft, we just wrote that we are still very much influenced about things we listened to in the 80s. Um, we all love like 80s new wave and post-punk. We grew up with Play Dead and Dance Society and that kind of stuff. So we like the guitar sounds that were used oh, at yeah, that yeah. time. And so mm. we got this into a different context. But um, when you listen to certain songs, you can actually hear that, oh, the guitar sounds a bit like what Play Dead was doing mid of the 80s. So yeah, it's. Um, I think that's something you can hear in almost all albums. It's uh, sometimes it's stronger, sometimes less, but there's always an '80s kind of feeling to uh, to it. Yeah, yeah, I I love that part. Um, you know, like I was mentioning to you earlier, um, when I heard Mind Mind Diver back in in the early 2000s, I was doing my radio show at a time of Feast of Friends and. Um, you know, you have the Madonna's um, cover there on that album. She's a great cover. Thank you. And I love that song by Madonna. And so when I heard the cover, I was even more like, oh, wow. And, um, and one of my favorite tracks here, and I think uh, it's wonderful. I, I, you must be the one playing the guitar because it's a guitar. It's a beautiful, long um, intro guitar in the very beginning of the song. Um, love is a symbol. Yes. Yeah, I play. I think I play all the guitars. Some yeah. at some time uh, for some albums, we asked uh, some external guitar players to add bits and pieces when we tried out more the rock side and, and we wanted to add some solo bits because I'm not so much the, the solo rock guitar player, but I'm the style I play is usually always super 80s influenced and then very post punk influenced. But sometimes when we want to have some more metal rock influence, we, we asked a few different guitar players to put on some extra tracks. Yeah, you know, I, I don't hear a lot of that uh, long uh, guitar intro in the very beginning. They don't do that anymore like they used to. I mean, uh, you know, sometimes long intros like long piano, uh, like Outstores, Year of the Cat. It was a very long intro, piano intro. And that's what I love about this song is that the long the guitar intro is long and it's beautiful. And um, anybody who, who questions like what's the secret of love is going to get my attention because it's, it's a very powerful uh, lyrics. And uh, I, I love that song in particular. And that so is that um, is that a personal song? I, I know the, the, the whole the song Love is a Symbol. Is it just in general about love? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's a love song. <laughs> But we have plenty of love songs on different albums. That's obviously one of the um, main themes that um, yeah, it's a beautiful song. That, yeah. that matter. And um, of course, in 36 years, many things happen. You marry, you get divorced, I don't know, whatever. So there's so many things you can write about when it comes to love. It's always a big impact on, on yeah, what I feel and what I want to express. Yeah, and then also the gift. Um, that's, that's another beautiful track. Um, I I remember there's a girl in on that vocal on the song. It's a, a female vocalist, a female voice. Who um, who's that on the back? That's uh, Serena singing, and she wrote the lyrics for the gift. Oh, it was yeah. like her part. We said, look, um, we wanted to have her as a guest singer because we like her voice so much. 
and rewrote the song and gave her a total freedom of what she wants to do lyric wise and and yeah how she wants to sing on it so it was a kind of experiment but we think a good experiment we are very satisfied with the result yeah the million of archangels i love that just the whole lyrics of that song too so very so very strong type of a strong woman or i guess whatever the singer singing about it's a very promising uplifting song beautiful song and uh, the other the other album I really like is um, uh, Zyklus, of course. Uh, that's probably um, a, a great album. I'm sure many people would agree. That's the last album you did, right? Before. Yeah, uh, that's the one that came out 17 years ago. Yeah, for what, that, that's my personal highlight so far. I think uh, Zyklus, we, um, we did in an external professional studio. We hired an external drummer to do the drums on it. So we, I don't know, that, that was a really expensive production and we gave everything we had into that, into that production, into that album. So, and after that album, we knew, okay, that's, that's really hard to top this album. Probably that's why we decided to keep ourselves back on. And yeah, so everything was set after that. It's not that the band actually wanted to split up, but I don't know. After that, it was like, wow, that's something that will be really hard to reach again. So we are all, we love Cyclos. I think yeah. in our opinion, it's the best girls album we did so far when yeah, it well, comes to production, but also the songs are great. Yeah, one of my favorite tracks there is In the Darkness, uh, which I really love. Any, anything behind that song? Any meaning behind it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> of course but in the darkness yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm, come on yeah. it's a great song yeah the lyrics just got me too so yeah yeah this is um it has a lot of memories for me just like uh just like all this other stuff you did and i i know you also had you, you release um i think probably more recently um some some rare tracks uh, which I think is on Bandcamp as well. Some some rare tracks. Either the cover of Sisters of Mercy in there. I think I think before it was another another album, right? Some kind of stranger, and then there was something else in there. There was all these. Uh, you also did that. Yes, at some point we decided to release everything we have, but at that time, I mean, there wasn't a period where we were not really active, and it was nasty to look for a label deal to re-release the old stuff and um, yeah we wanted to make sure that everything we did is available somehow and that's why we put it on Bandcamp but it was good fun to go through the old songs and see what impact they still have like you mentioned some kind of stranger we mm -hmm. never played that live in the early days nowadays when we go on stage we always play it live and it's such a great song mm -hmm. um, yeah yeah, so if anybody want to check that out, it's on the Bandcamp page. You could check out their album as well. And you, you guys were in the documentary film that's actually available still if people want to. It's an independent record label. The documentary, right? Um, Are we? Focus? The Focus? The 20-year? Ah, that one. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, the DVD, the Focus DVD, yes. I don't know if it's still available. Probably not. I oh, think some people told me they wanted to order it from Amazon and, and couldn't get it. I don't know. Okay. I don't have any copies lying around here, but 
um, yeah, yeah I, probably I, I, our label has some in their cellar. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if if, if you guys can re-release that, I think it'd be great. Yeah, <laughs> because you know, I mean, documentaries are like you you once you have that, I mean, it's like forever. You always have it. It's it's yeah, like a, I'm. I'm yeah. pretty sure it will be released in one way or the other again because um, we're planning to do a, a huge box that includes all the stuff we always did. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, with lots of photos and special content, etc. And that would be a good opportunity to release this documentary also as a part of this box. So I, I know you also do side. Pro you also have a side project called Trauma. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we were doing this for a few years in the 90s, but um, that was just a, yeah, that was a period of a few years, but it was uh, quite successful in the electronic scene. So it was good fun, but um, yeah, at some point we decided to not continue with it and instead so to like focus trans? on the girls in our glass stuff, but it was like, good fun to do it. So it's like trans, more like trans music genre yeah but really dark it was not so much influenced by trance we were influenced by um kraftwerk and clock dva and and things oh. like that bands like that yes okay all right so if somebody wanted to find uh check out that album is it still available somewhere i don't think so oh wow so so now um you have a new album coming out it's called Backdraft is going to be released, you think, sometime at the end of the year? I hope very much, yes. Of course, the album is mastered. It can be out any time. But the problem these days is that the vinyl pressing plants, it's really hard to get a slot. Actually, we are still waiting for a slot for the pressing. And then you get a white label, you know, and we have to check if is everything right. And then actually the, the real pressing thing uh, is going on. So... We think or we believe that it will take at least another half a year before the album can be out, but probably it's a bit sooner. But realistically, it, it will be around end of the year. Is there a particular uh, theme and, uh, behind the album? No, but we're, intentionally we decided to call it Backdraft because um, it was like Goldsnack Glass was always, I mean, the, the, the fl there was no real flame. But it's, you know, there was a bit oh. of fire going on. So, but now we want to come back with a bang. <laughs> so that's the backdrop. And we thought it's a good title for, a, let's say, um, yeah, for, for the first album after 17 years. Are you optimistic about, um, about the release? I know there's about 10 tracks. Are you looking at 10 tracks? Yes, it's uh, actually we don't release a proper CD. We release an art book which contains oh, two CDs. Oh. So there's one CD with ten tracks I'm singing, and there's another CD that uh, where Tom Lücke is singing. So it's actually fifteen CDs. Yeah, uh, fifteen songs oh, wow. on two CDs, and we will release a vinyl. And due to time restrictions, there will be nine songs on the vinyl and. 15 all in all on the two CD artwork word. We will not release a normal CD because that's boring. We see the point that, yeah, the market is more or less dead. So when we release something physical, it must be something special. And the artwork will also contain, I don't know, a 36 page booklet, loads of photos. And 
yeah, and this extra city where Thomas singing a few songs. Wow, and that's going to be released uh, by Dependent? Yes, that's the label we also work together with uh, for the Cyclus album. And the collaboration was quite successful and was quite good. So the label manager understands our music very well. And um, yeah, we have the same vision where we want to go with the Backdraft album. Wow. wow, I'm looking forward to it. Now, I, I know you, you work very close with Axel, Axel Hermes. Um, mm. And um, how did you guys meet? I know it probably goes way back when. Oh, it must be like end of the 80s because Axel was the bass player of the band um, Cancer Barrick. And I was singing at Cancer Barrick for one or two years, I think, before the original <laughs> singer returned. And um, yeah, so we became friends, of course, in this time. And uh, when Girls in a Glass was continuing as well after Tom Lücke left and we reformed the band and Axel was uh, becoming a steady member in Girls in a Glass by yeah. the end of the 80s, I think. Wow. Well, I'm looking forward to the to the release um, co coming up soon. Wow. So we're looking at probably next year or maybe the end of this year, right? Or next year, sometime like that. Yeah. Uh, let's hope end of this year, but uh, when the pressing plan takes too long or needs too long, then of course it can be January or February. We can't tell now, but we hope as soon as possible because we are very keen on getting out this release. As you can imagine, after 17 years, of course, it doesn't really matter if it's a few months earlier or a few months later, but when you finished a new album after such a long period of silence, of course you want to get your stuff out and you want to communicate with the fans about it. And uh, yeah, so we are very excited about the new album. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about the new album. <laughs> so, so now, I, I know you've been busy. Um, with your Cassandra Complex, you guys just released uh, The Plague, right? I think yes. it's the early part of, of this month or last month. I think last month. How, you know, I, I know it's been doing really well in the, DA, in the charts, in the DAC chart, right? Um, yes, that's right. It was a number one. Yeah. The people like the album a lot. So we do. <laughs> so that's another, that's another thing going on. So that's great. Uh, yeah, well, I'm looking forward to the to the new album, and I, I I know you supported bands like Red Rory, Yellow Rory, you know, when you were with Girls on the Glass. I don't know if you if you saw my interview with David Wolverton. I did an interview with him. He's 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 now in in a in a collaboration with uh, Carolyn Blind called Voidant. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah anyway, um, yeah. Is there any is there anything else uh, you want to mention about the new album? Anything we didn't talk about? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the new album, what is the difference or what, what can people expect? I mean, of course, when we started to write songs, mm -hmm. we actually didn't plan to release a new album that came out of the idea that we wanted to release a box. I mentioned it a bit earlier in the interview that, yeah, we wanted to do a like a uh, in German, it's called Werkschau, you know, a, a big work that um, contains all the stuff you did in the past. And we wanted to add some special songs. And so we went through our recordings we did during the last years and we found some songs we never finished. 
Some of them oh. were like, forget it. We, we also won't finish it in the future. And others were like, wow, this is cool stuff. So I, I immediately have okay. an idea what to do with it. So that's how it started. And then we were getting into a flow. And every time I met Axel, I said to Axel, look, before we start on working on the old stuff to, uh, to finish it, I have a new idea. And then the next time I came to Axel, I have a new idea. And then bam, bam, bam. And suddenly we were standing there with seven new tracks and thought, wow, we're really close to get a new album together. So why we don't postpone the box and take care about the album? Because after 17 years, we were back in the flow. And that's like a, that's like a big gift. We never had this. I mean, one of the reasons why we haven't released an album, I don't know, 10 years ago or whatever is we were not in the flow. There was, the, the results were not very good. We were not satisfied with what we were doing. Yeah. So I was gonna now <laughs> everything was back. It was like the creativity came back and we were like, wow, this is oh, so wow. cool stuff. And the difference is that this time it's um, more obvious than on previous albums. I think every album stands on its own and uh, also has a certain sound, you know, mm -hmm. Yeah. Some Gold in a Glass albums are, let's say, yeah. very much electronic. Then Cyclos is like very melancholic, but very rock influenced with real drums, etc. And Backdraft, now I would say it's a, it's a very diverse album, far more than any albums we did before. So mm. you can't expect anything from it. There are like really big, doomy ballads on the album. Oh, and, but uh, there are also dance tracks with German lyrics uh, on it. So it's like That's super funny. diverse, very much uh, 80s influenced. And uh, yeah, we are very keen about getting the reactions, what people think about it. Yeah. Um, one of the songs, uh, No Hope, No Fear, is very danceable. I love that one. Yes. It's, uh, in, in my opinion, it's not danceable. It's more, um, it's more atmospheric. Probably people will dance to it, but it's like very mid-tempo. And I don't know, I, I had, when I listened to the song and the idea, I had some, let's say, some, some cure songs in my mind. I oh, wanted yeah. to get into this cure atmosphere. Um, when it, yeah, when they, how they write ballads. And um, yeah, that was, that was my idea. And, but Probably it doesn't sound like Cure, but I don't care. It's like the, the atmosphere is really good and um, it sounds big. It sounds atmospheric. The guitar sounds are nice. So that's one of my favorites. That's why I sent it to you in advance. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, I really, I'm looking forward to the whole album, actually. Um, um, I can't wait. So are, is, so you're still working on a few more? You, you haven't, um, it's not completed yet, right? You're still working it's completed on it. the album oh, is ready it's oh, already mastered yeah. we're just oh. waiting for the uh yeah for the vinyl slot that's all but the album is done it's finished completely okay wow we can't wait then <laughs> me too <laughs> on vinyl that'd be great too yes it will be out on vinyl for sure wow okay and then i are you guys going to be uh you have any plans for touring um in the future i, I know that's something you always want to do uh, touring, we won't do a proper tour, but um, we are we definitely play a few shows next year. But um, we are not so much a touring band, but um, 
yeah, we will play a few festivals and we blocked some cool venues in, in Hamburg and Berlin and also in, in Oberhausen um, for next year and summer. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so we definitely will play more concerts next year than we played in the last years. Well, because we want to promote the new album, yeah. and um, yeah, so and we love to play live, but last year's, of course, you know, covered, etc. It was not possible at all, mm -hmm. and even now, the whole live situation is really tricky. I mean, I'm just back from the Wave Gothic Treffen, and I'm now I'm back from the New Wave Day in Oberhausen and it's very obvious that um, there's still some problems with getting the people back to the concert venues. I mean, many people are afraid, even if you sold thousand tickets in advance, usually there are less people coming in the end. So oh. there are many people don't show up because they bought the tickets half a year ago and whatever, and now they are afraid of going to a concert. Um, yeah. And it's, it's really tricky. I hope this will be, normal very soon again which will be very important uh for everybody who is living in the, in the life business and living from the life business and, and of course the bands the local promoters etc so i hope very much that next year we have more or less normal conditions again yeah i i hope so too yeah is there any place that you would like to to visit if you if you, you know to play and in, in your, you know, you that you wouldn't mind playing if you could. Well, I mean, anywhere, to be honest, Girls in a Glass hardly played outside of Germany. We played a very few shows mm -hmm. in France, in in Spain, and in Belgium. That's mainly it. So, of course, it would be really cool to play also outside of Europe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we are open-minded for for anything, but. This really depends on what kind of scene you find. Mexico, for example, would be super cool. I think Mexico could be a good success, but it, it's expensive to get over there. But we will yeah. see what happens. You know, yeah. I think after such a long break, everybody will have a look at how the album is doing and what's happening around the band. And then maybe they will invite us to play yeah, here yeah. or there. Yeah, we are open-minded to play anywhere. And So if anybody's watching this, you know, uh, there, there we go. Yeah, yes, <laughs> contact us via Facebook and let's do an appointment. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much um, for this interview. I'm so honored to, to have you as my guest, uh, Volker Zacharias, uh, one of the founding members of Girls Under Glass. And uh, good luck with, you, with, your, out, with your new album. It's called Backdraft. It's coming out pretty soon on Dependent Records. Beautiful stuff. Thank you very much. Thank you very much as well. Take care and enjoy your day.